With so many shiny objects out there to chase, it's hard to know what's right for us. In the Fitness Hacks podcast, I break down training techniques, nutrition, and the mindset you need to be successful and get the results you deserve. Hey guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks podcast. Today I want to talk about four reasons tracking isn't working for you. The simple fact is what we measure, we can manage. And if we don't have clear data as to what we're doing, we can't make accurate changes. We're sort of guessing at what is and isn't working. And that can lead to us ultimately stopping doing something that is working or even perpetuating something that isn't working, right? Continuing down a path that really is leading to nowhere. So when we actually track, we're giving ourselves data so that we can make those accurate changes. However, our data is only as good as our data collection methods. So a lot of times when we think that tracking isn't working for us, there's something sort of off in how we're tracking. And it's not that we're doing something intentionally wrong, but I think a lot of times, you know, when we're making those changes and something's new and overwhelming, we don't fully embrace the process. So I wanted to talk about four sort of pitfalls or mistakes I see people making when it comes to tracking so that you can get consistent with everything and really see the results that you want and make accurate changes. So reason number one is you're not actually measuring correctly, okay? It's not that you're intentionally mismeasuring, but a lot of times what happens is we weigh something raw versus cooked and then we don't enter the correct ingredient. So it's not that you have to do one or the other, but if you're weighing something raw, you wanna make sure that you're entering the raw ingredient. If you're weighing something cooked, you wanna enter the cooked ingredient because those can actually impact the macros and calories that you're consuming and we don't even realize. So you wanna make sure that you're entering the correct ingredient. Also, I think a lot of times when we, you know, think we're better at estimating portion sizes, we don't actually weigh, right? We do that sort of eyeball measurement. And I can tell you, I have tracked for a very long time and my eyeball measurements even get off based on how much I want the food, how stressed out I am that day, you know, other things that are going on. So it's one of these things that we can overestimate those portion sizes because we want something a little bit more, but we can also underestimate the portion sizes. And so we might actually be consuming a lot less than we think, which can also hold us back. Because I think sometimes out of fear, you know, or demonizing even a macro, we'll be giving ourselves a smaller portion of something than we actually should. And that throws off our ratios. So I think when you're first starting out, it's really key you give yourself the most accurate data possible just to understand what actually works for you. So if you aren't measuring and you're eyeballing things, while eventually that is the goal to get to a place where you intuitively sort of know the portion sizes that you need, really think about measuring just because our eyeball, eyeballing portion stuff can really be impacted by how we're feeling. The other thing that I wanted to mention with the measuring is how we enter ingredients. A lot of times, you know, we'll eat a Cobb salad that we've made at home, but instead of entering each ingredient because it does take a little bit more time, although over time we have all those ingredients then in there, we can save those as meals so we can really do a one-click ad, we can save as recipes, but instead to save time initially, we'll enter just a Cobb salad. But we don't know if that Cobb salad that was from a restaurant is the same as the one we're making, so we're not getting a clear picture of whether or not the macros are correct. And so that could really throw off our averages. Even with recipes, we wanna make sure that we're actually entering all of the ingredients. And then while it's really easy to eyeball those portions and as annoying as it is to start, you might wanna weigh the entire thing and then actually weigh out your portion. While, you know, yes, there could be some deviation in how much chicken is in one piece of the casserole, it evens out over time, but you're still trying to give yourself the most accurate data by actually measuring out that portion. So make sure that you're trying to be as precise as possible, as tedious as that can be to start. It is this learning process. We're not trying to make ourselves track forever, but we're trying to give ourselves data so that we don't have to be frustrated by our lack of results and we can actually understand what works for us, okay? So there is gonna be some deviation, some error, but make sure that you're actually measuring things, that you're using the correct ingredients, that you're actually entering the ingredients, and that you're really taking time to set yourself up for long-term success with how you're measuring.
Reason number two is that we're not using the right ratio. The simple fact is like one size doesn't fit all. And so even though a ratio might be great for weight loss, it doesn't mean it's gonna work for you, which is why tracking is so important because it allows us to see if something is or isn't working for us and even then record how we feel on a specific ratio. The one thing I will say with this is a lot of times we say a ratio doesn't work for us when we're not actually hitting it. So make sure that you actually are hitting a ratio consistently for 14 days. And that means not having a cheat day that throws off your averages or not having two cheat days that throw off your averages. Cause I know a lot of times we think, oh, I was good for five days. So it was only two days. But if you actually look at those averages and my fitness pal has it, I'm sure a lot of the other loggers do where you can see the weekly averages. You want to track those cheat days to start so that you can actually see if you're hitting the ratio. Because a lot of times those two days are actually throwing our calories off and our macro ratios off way more than we realize. And that's not leading to the consistency that adds up. So you wanna make sure that you're actually testing the ratio and hitting within two to 3% to know if it is or isn't working because then it might not be the right ratio, but you can't know that if you're not actually hitting it. And I do think a lot of times we sort of write a ratio off as not working because we know we're supposed to be hitting it and maybe we hit it a few days, but we weren't as consistent. So you need to give yourself that consistent data to know whether or not you need to adjust something, okay? And then we need to remember that a ratio that worked for us in the past might not necessarily work for us in the future, which is why that tracking to see the results based on the ratio is so key. You know, you might be less active than you were the summer you used it, or your training might have changed, or you might be going through menopause, or maybe it's during your period. All these things can impact how a ratio then affects our results, even our sleep, our stress, all those different things. So the more you track, the more you can adjust your ratio. And just remember that Tracking macros is not one ratio. Even myself, when I'm in maintenance, I'm constantly cycling ratios just because I know that my activity level is changing, my stress levels are changing, even what I'm craving to eat is changing. And so that gives me the ability to respond to that. Reason number three that tracking isn't working for you is that you're not logging everything. I'm not saying that you're intentionally trying to mislead yourself, but I do think we get a little case of, and I am 100% guilty of this. I've found myself, and this is the biggest change I've even made this year, is that during some of the times of year where I don't wanna see things, I'll be like, oh, I don't have to track this. I know that it's kind of around this, right? And that's just basically me saying, I don't really wanna see what I'm doing. I know I'm not doing what I should be doing. So I think, A, we sometimes don't wanna see it, so we don't track it, and then we are sort of deceiving ourselves, even though it's not fully intentional, but it is intentional. But I also think sometimes we just sort of forget, right? We're like, oh, I'm eating this, I'll log it later, and then we don't. And so then when we look back at our weekly logs, it's like, oh, well, I was really good, but we forget about all those little bites. Or we think, oh, this sauce is only 30 calories, but A, we didn't fully measure it, so we could be putting up more. And B, as small as 30 calories is, if you're trying to create that smaller calorie deficit to make sure that you don't get too hungry, to make sure that you're actually losing fat and not muscle, to lose weight faster on the scale, you're gonna have to create that smaller calorie deficit. So things like 30 calories over the days, over the weeks, over the months, they really do add up. And usually when it's one 30 calorie sauce here, it's another 30 calorie sauce there, it's a bite here. So we have to remember that all those small calorie amounts really do add up, especially if we're trying to create maybe a 200 calorie deficit over you know, a 500 calorie deficit because then 100 calories here or there can start to throw us out of that deficit. So just remember that you do need to log everything. And I know a lot of us can be sort of grazers or take bites of things, or it's easy to grab something off your kid's plate as you're throwing it away. And the more intentional you can get about that stuff, the more you realize those calories do add up. And as annoying as it is, think I have to weigh this before I'm going to eat it, which might stop some of the mindless snacking, which might be part of your issue. Because I can tell you a lot of us do snack out of stress, out of fatigue, sort of mindlessly, and being more intentional with our eating can make sure that we're actually fueling. But by saying that you have to log it, it might stop it, or it might actually allow you to log some of those bites to see how they're impacting things. But you want to make sure that you're logging everything because 
even things that seem small, and I know it's tedious, but even things that seem small can really make the difference and it can make you throw away a ratio or throw out a program that's really working for you. And there's nothing more frustrating than feeling like nothing will ever work for you. So some of the tediousness of this, some of the annoyingness of this is really worth that long-term success because eventually you'll know that those bites are a certain amount and you'll have that then ingrained so that you can have those things and have that flexibility, eat more intuitively. But also you might find that you stop some of the mindless snacking, which makes you feel even better long-term and allows you to enjoy more of the foods you love truly with some of the meals. Reason number four, I actually think that tracking doesn't work for people most often is the mindset, right? We go in thinking, you know, oh, this is tedious, it's restrictive, it's boring, it's all these different things. And I think admitting to yourselves that it is kind of hard to start, that it is slightly tedious, that it's not necessarily a fun habit, but also recognizing the value in it and going in with the mindset that the only way to truly learn is to have that data, even if you're not going to do the tracking long term. Like having that mindset of, okay, I know these things, but this is going to help me succeed and succeed as quickly as possible is really key. Because a lot of times when we do sort of have that other attitude, we're sort of negative about it. We get ourselves into this negative mindset where then we don't track things. We don't do it as accurately. We basically sort of set ourselves up for failure before we even get started because our mindset is not having our head in the game, right? We're not with that positive attitude. We're really going to embrace the change. And if you don't embrace it, you're just not going to do it. So we need to really address the mindset. And we have to remember that small tweaks add up. So if you're really sort of finding yourself rebelling against wanting to change your and track your macros, start by just tracking to ingrain the habit. Or maybe you don't even track right away. Maybe you just take recipes you usually make and you enter those in. You don't even do the daily logs. You just start by anytime you make a recipe, you enter it in because that way you're getting the ingredients in. You're doing one step at a time. And then after that, now that you have a lot of your recipes, your daily meals already entered in, now you start to do the daily logs and measure out what you're actually eating each day. But you can think in terms of small tweaks because you might need to sort of lower that mental barrier to entry. But just remember how important your mindset is to your success. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're ultimately right. And so if you believe that tracking is stupid, that it's not going to work, you know, you're going to go in with that attitude and you're not going to implement the habits fully. So you're going to basically be setting yourself up for failure before you even get started. Okay. So just a reminder, if you're finding that tracking isn't working for you, really consider if you're making one of these four mistakes or doing one of these four things. You know, are you not measuring correctly? Not intentionally, but you know, is there something off in how you're entering the ingredients, what foods you're selecting? Are you not using the right ratio? Are you actually hitting the ratio to see if it works for you? Because if you're not hitting the ratio, guys, you don't know if it's working. Just remember that consistency is so key. We want to find something sustainable, but we need to make sure that we're actually being consistent to test what can work so that we can create that new normal, that new lifestyle for ourselves. Number three is not logging everything. And number four really does come back to mindset. Okay. Hopefully those tips help so that you can really embrace tracking as annoying, as tedious, and whatever as it is, you know, it does get easier with time. So go with the mindset that this is going to help you really be able to measure everything and manage everything and see the results that you want. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and comment below if you have any questions.